you allow him to turn the corner, mama, there goes that man. Puts up the shot. It's good. Kyrie Irving. Oh, if you don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball. Oh, boy. Welcome, everyone, to the First Pick Podcast, your source for NBA news-related content. Thanks for listening. Welcome, everyone, to a First Pick Podcast episode. Thank you guys so much for following us on our social medias. Thank you guys so much for the support on this podcast. I really do appreciate it. In case you guys haven't checked out the Instagram, we are now on TikTok. It's going to be at the First Pick Pod. If you can't find us on TikTok, I post us usually on our Instagram. And if you can't find us on Instagram, just head over to any of the socials you follow us on Linktree. And the link to the TikTok should be there. So go ahead and give us a follow on TikTok. Share us with your friends and stuff. I really would appreciate that. Thank you guys very much. Without further ado, I actually made a miscue. And we were going in alphabetical order. And we still plan on going alphabetical order for these team reviews. But um, I was actually supposed to do the Chicago Bulls before I did the Cleveland Cavaliers. So here I am doing the Chicago Bulls. And then the next episode will be accordingly you know to the alphabet but you know the chicago bulls let's just get straight into it man they finished last year 40 and 42 third in the central division they were the 10th seed they actually lost their playing game so they didn't make the playoffs they had a really rough start to the year this is a team that we're really going to go into more depth about because unlike the Cavs, who i was really high on all their moves they did I'm not really as high as I am on, you know, the Chicago Bulls aspect of it all. They have a ton of salary and they're not really going to be going anywhere. Um, They did a lot of minimalistic moves. Granted, the moves that they made, I think, are pretty good ones. And I think they're moves that can push the needle a little bit. But I do think that it, it is, you know from 10 seed to still probably a top 10 seed like playing we're gonna get more into their ceiling and their floor in a bit but let's just start off with their depth chart so here espn it's actually kind of wacky when you look up the chicago bulls only like eight players show up so i'm just gonna give you my preferred starting lineup for the bulls this upcoming season I'm going to, you know, give me Alex Caruso in at that starting point guard position. Give me Zach Levine at the two. Give me DeMar DeRozan at the three. Give me Torrey Craig, newly signed player. And give me Nikola Vucevic, who is off in a massive extension. Now, the reason why I kind of went with this starting lineup is because, first and foremost, Alex Caruso, all-defensive player. I think he's definitely needed for a team that, you know, an aging DeMar DeRozan, a Zach Levine, who maybe isn't the best defender, a guy like Vucevic, who really isn't the best defender. Um, a guy like Caruso, granted, he stays healthy. I don't think he was really healthy that season. Let me check how many games he played. But here, according to ESPN, he didn't really play that much. He only played 67 games and 67 games in an 82 game schedule. I mean, yeah, no one really plays more than 70 games or 75 plus games nowadays, but it's pretty important, you know, if you if you do want people to, you know, succeed a lot. And I do think Alex Caruso can definitely be that, you know, facilitator, defender, position of a tech defender for this Bulls team. Now, usually, and I hope everyone feels the same. I would have Lonzo Ball at this starting point guard for the Chicago Bulls, but it is expected he misses his full, you know, year, another year. 
super sad for Lonzo. I think he's a tremendous player. I think he's a tremendous fit when they were playing. You know, when they had that team intact, it was a really, really good squad. They were top of the East, and then injuries started piling on, and you never really got to see that full potential. So speedy recovery to Lonzo. It's a quick side note, but we're going to just, you know, disregard Lonzo, you know, just because he's not going to be a part of this roster this upcoming year. Do I hope that he, you know, proves me wrong? I absolutely do. And and I think it's a very well possibility. Now let's get to the two hitters on this team, Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. Now it's an interesting, you know, combination. They're kind of polar opposites, but very similar. DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine are scorers at their finest. They're bucket getters, but they get them in very different ways and variety. DeMar DeRozan will find ways to shoot his mid-range, drive to the basket, shoot his free throws, and Levine is a very three-point heavy, you know, drives to the rim to dunk it on someone, which I feel like is their only similarity in their game, is they're very drive-oriented and they can really, you know, take contact from the defense and finish above them. I think that is something that they have in common, but, you know, the way they actually do get buckets is a little different, but I mean, nevertheless, tremendous seasons. DeMar DeRozan is coming off 24-5-5. and I don't think it gets much better than that. I think, first of all, he does it efficiently, which is all you can ask for. He's entering the last year of his deal. Do I think he stays with Chicago after this year? Probably not. That could even be a contract that could be looked to be, you know, traded in the trade deadline just because they know that he's not resigning. So might as well try to get the best assets for him. And Zach Levine, you know, 25, 5 and 5, 48% from field goal shooting. Really, really good score. He had a really tough time in the beginning of the year, which I am assuming he's not going to be having that type of a time. Because he kind of was, you know, struggling to shoot the ball a bit and it was reflecting in his box score numbers. But then he really upped it later in the season. He was shooting like out of this world percentages. And I think he starts off the season where he left off. And yeah, I I think it's a really good upcoming season for him. If he can get it up to like 27 points per game, which I think he's super capable of, maybe even right below 30 at like 28, 29. Phenomenal, phenomenal for the Bulls. He's on a real team friendly deal. My only thing is, will he be staying a bull for as long as he is on that contract? That's another topic for another episode. I do think there is a real chance though, that he do- he ends up, you know, not fulfilling that full contract. And I mean, it's partly due to injuries, but that's just the way it happens. Now, I have most people would have Patrick Williams slotted in at this four spot, but I'm going to have Tory Craig. I like Patrick Williams. I really do. I honestly think that Push comes to sub. Once training camp and preseason follows along, he will be the starting four for this team. He played all 82 games last year. He started 65 of them. He averaged 10. He shot 41% from three. Really, really good. My only thing is you really want Chicago to take that next leap. And assuming that the starting lineup that I have out for them, Torrey Craig over Patrick Williams, only because... I want them to kind of go for it, if that makes sense. I want them to really, I feel like Tory Craig gives them another POA defender, a guy who doesn't need that many shots. And then you can bring in Patrick Williams off the bench, let him shoot however he needs to shoot, and, you know, really let him be that general coming off the bench. Now, do I think what I said will be happening? Probably not. I do think Patrick Williams will be the starting four. But either way, Tory Craig, Patrick Williams, those are two great guys, interchangeable. 
Uh, they both shoot decently well from the three. They both are really good defenders for their position. I really do like them, and I really like how they address that spot because Chicago last year, they were running guys like Derek Jones Jr. at the five. It's just their size was really lacking. So getting guys, you know, besides Patrick Williams, and they brought back, you know, we're going to get later, Andre Drummond, and they brought in X and X, you know, I feel like, Having one more guy that is six seven six eight can defend multiple positions. Just adding one of those guys helps your rotation out tremendously. Just because you add variety to that, and then you can move Demar Derozan back to his you know small forward instead of you were playing him at the power forward. So some signings we do got to talk about the Chicago Bulls though. They signed Javon Carter, which I think is a great move for them. He got signed for three years, nineteen million. He's coming off a year where he averaged eight points. He played 81 games out of the 82, averaged two assists, almost a steal a game. He shot 42% from three. This is a guy who I think is a perfect kind of replacement. Obviously, I don't think he's going to give you what Lonzo would have given you because I feel like Lonzo gives you everything, scoring, rebounding, assisting. But, I mean, Javon Carter, he gives you that three-point shot ability, that defensiveness that Lonzo brought. I think having a guy like Javon Carter and Alex Caruso, you know, roaming the perimeter, switching off if you can even have them both in the same lineups with each other because they're both such you know at least good shooters you can't leave them wide open that's a really good tandem for Chicago I really really do like that Ayo Desumnu was a guy who was signed really really late into free agency but he ended up re-upping with Chicago three years 21 million I really like this signing for Chicago only because I felt it would have been wrong for them to just let him walk I mean yes he is coming off 8.6 points so nothing insane but I do think you know he showed improvement from his rookie year yes the field goal is down the three-point is down but just the fact that he was able to you know take more shots he was more comfortable in the offense at times I do feel like stats can be misleading at times and I do think that is the case here with Ayo Desumnu I think it's a really good contract for him also for a guy that was waiting a really long time to get a contract for him to get a three-year 21 million dollar deal really good by him and his agent that's really really good work Next, they brought back Andre Drummond. Well, they didn't bring back Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond decided to return. He picked up his player option, and it was really funny because Mark Stein had a scoop that he was going to go to Dallas. He was going to decline that player option and sign with Dallas for the minimum. That obviously didn't end up happening. He's here with Chicago. I really do like this fit. I think Andre Drummond brings a different from Nikola Vucevic. Offense-wise, defense, I think they're virtually the same. Yes, I think Andre gives you the better numbers defensively, but I don't think it really leads to you know winning basketball if that really makes any sense I do think that Andre Drummond is just someone that is really like a a box a box score type of player I think his impact is tremendous I think his rebounding is something that's really valuable I don't really think his points really are though his steals that he gets are a little misleading blocks is not really all the way there sometimes but nevertheless he's really good He's one of the best backup bigs in the league just based off his rebounding. The rebounding alone, it makes him one of the best. So I do think Andre Drummond carved out a really good role in Chicago, and I think he kind of stays there. Now, a guy I really, really want to talk about and I think is, you know, the reason why Chicago will be good or not, Kobe White. I think Kobe White, he re-signed this year for a really, really big contract. Three years, $40 million. Now, that to me just shows that Chicago trusts him and Chicago want him to be, you know, that spark plug off the bench. Do I think he can be that? Absolutely. Something a little different with Kobe White this year is 
he's coming off the bench. He didn't really start that many games, but he played the most amount, so he's been the most healthiest, and he shot 38% from three. I think that's something that you really should open. Now, do I think a team that has Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan is something that, you know, has a lot of shots to offer everyone else? Probably not. But just based off the fact that Kobe White can hit when he's wide open, if he can develop even the slightest amount of defense, they're in for a really, really good, you know, surprise. Because I think Kobe White can definitely be a bloomer in in that sort of sense. He's only 23. I think he's going to get a lot better from here on out. Nevertheless, big contract. I think this hurts the Bulls more than it hurts Kobe, right? Because Kobe, you know, he secured that 40 million. I think the Bulls may have overpaid just a tiny bit, but I mean, it's okay. It's a standard rookie, you know, extension. I think that is what's normal. Now, a guy that I think that can really hurt them this season, Nikola Vucevic. He's 32. He just signed. Let me confirm for you guys. He signed a massive deal. I just want to make that very clear. It was a big deal. He's coming off a year where he averaged 17 and 11. So box score numbers. Wow. He looks really, really good. He signed a ginormous contract, though. Three years, $60 million. That's going to get him around $20 million per. My only thing with Chicago is when you're a team that has been the 10th seed and has been, you know, well, let's call it how it is, mid. It's been a mid team. You really need to be smart in how you allocate your money. And signing Vucevic to this three-year deal essentially means you're locking him in for three years. DeMar DeRozan's on the last year of his contract. And Zach Levine probably is not going to stay there the rest of his contract. It's just, to me, it kind of just doesn't really make any sense. Vucevic will be like 35, 36 when this contract is over. I don't think anyone's trading for Vucevic 35, 36. That's making 20 million. Mainly just because, I mean, what? Right now, he's a double-double guy who needs the ball in his hands to be effective. We thought that he was a good catch-and-shoot player, which he is, but we thought he can be, you know, just that, and it'll be good for Chicago. Yeah, it's not that type of case. He really needs the ball in his hand, like really, really needs the ball in his hand to be effective. Now, nevertheless, though, it, it's it's going to be a fun year for them, I think. Um, they have good pieces. They have intriguing pieces. What I think their ceiling is, their ceiling is probably the eighth seed. I don't I don't see this team being really, really good unless the signing of Javon Carter really pans out, unless Patrick Williams and Kobe White take that leap, which, I mean, could very well be possible. Patrick Williams is barely 21, could very be possible. But unless they take, like, that kind of leap, I'm talking, like, most improved player talks type of leap, I don't think Chicago's above an eighth seed. I think their floor can realistically be an 11th seed. They were hovering around that this year, and they're bringing back essentially the same roster. Yes, I did talk about how I like the signing of Javon Carter. I like the signing of Torrey Craig. I like the re-signing of Kobe White. It's just that signing of Nikola Vucevic is something that really doesn't sit right with me. It's not a move that you make if you're a winning team, mainly just because the amount of money you're guaranteeing him and the amount of years you're guaranteeing him. It just shows that you're content with being mediocre, and I think that's kind of what the Bulls are. They're content with being mediocre. They got a guy that can get into the All-Star and DeMar DeRozan, a guy like Zach Levine who could also be an All-Star this year. They're fine with that, having a couple All-Stars, giving it a shot. Now, do I think if they were to make that A seed, right? And and my ceiling for them really is that, do I think they can win a matchup? Definitely not, because I have someone of Boston. I have, you know, the Milwaukee's being the first seed. I think both of those teams easily can 
in five games, maybe even four. Now, if it's anything this playoffs have taught me is to never count on an eighth seed. And that's very true. The Miami Heat just went to the finals as an eighth seed. I think, you know, obviously you just want a chance. So if you do get into the eighth seed, you do have a chance at the finals. Do I think they have a really high shot at the finals? Probably not. It'd have to be something where a move that no one was expecting comes into fruition. Now that can very that can very well be on its way. Chicago, going back to Lonzo Ball, they were granted a player disabled uh, you know, form of money, and that was 10 million. And they've already been in rumors with guys like, you know, Christian Wood or Kelly Oubre. And if they can bring in a guy like Kelly Oubre, I think it raises their floor just a tiny bit. A guy like Christian Wood definitely raises their floor. Now, do I think these guys have minutes for them? Not really. Kelly Oubre, maybe. But then again, how much is a shot chucker like Kelly Oubre really going to help a team that's trying to make the playoffs? And their number one priority is defense? I don't, yeah, I don't think so. But nevertheless, it's a good thing to have the $10.2 million exception. Just because you never know, you can use it in trades or something like that. But yeah, man, I, I that's kind of my season preview for the Chicago Bulls. It's not really looking too good. I do think they could maybe be a seller at the trade deadline. That's probably the most exciting thing that I think can come out of the Bulls this season. They can be, you know, a team that shops around their players in the trade deadline. A t- player like Caruso is going to have a ton of value. DeMar maybe has a rental, but a reassurance that he'll sign with the team that he's traded to. That will have value. Andre Drummond will have value. Zach Levine will definitely have value. You know, Kobe White and Patrick Williams will definitely have value. But I do think if Chicago were to, you know, do a rebuild, I think they start off with Kobe White and Patrick Williams, you know, keeping them too, for sure, for sure. But nevertheless, that's kind of been my season preview. Let's head over to some NBA news. Now, there's not really much NBA news really going on right now. Um, Team USA is about a star. I mentioned to you guys the roster. Now, I do want to talk about Team USA only because I see a lot of people doubting them. Uh. And for, I think, the real wrong reasons. I think, you know, it, it's going to be a really interesting group. But I think they're really, really good. Let, let me read you the roster one more time in case you didn't uh, know. It's Paolo Bancaro from the Magic, Mikal Bridges from the Nets, Jalen Brunson from the Knicks, Anthony Edwards from the Timberwolves, Tyrese Halliburton from the Pacers, Josh Hart from the Knicks, Brandon Ingram from the Pelicans, Jaron Jackson Jr. from the Grizzlies, Cam Johnson from the Nets, Walker Kessler from the Jazz, Bobby Portis from the Bucks, and Austin Reeves from the Lakers. Now, a lot of people read that list and they're like, wow, a guy like Walker Kessler made it? A guy like Austin Reeves made it? You know, if you, if, if you know Ball, you know that this is a really good squad, man. It, it's They have a little bit of everything. I really like Tyrese Halliburton being that point guard for them. A lot of people will maybe have Jalen Brunson over him just because of the playoffs that Jalen Brunson had. But Tyrese Halliburton just being on that team in general, just the amount of assists and like setting up guys he's going to have is amazing. Anthony Edwards, I think, is a superstar. And I think, you know, everyone points one big fault for this Team USA team is that there's no superstar for them. Anthony Edwards and Brandon Ingram are pretty good basketball players. I don't know why Brandon Ingram gets all this hate. He's averaged more than 25 points per game multiple seasons. He's been an all-star. Anthony Edwards has been an all-star. Jalen Brunson was a fringe all-star. They have three guys who are like fringe all-stars or already have been all-stars. And then they're adding guys like Mikal Bridges, who I think will be an all-star this year if he takes that next leap. Paulo Boncaro coming off a rookie of the year, who 
in all honesty, did not look like a rookie. He was, and then you have guys like Jaron Jackson, defensive player of the year. You have guys like Bobby Portis, Austin Reeves, Cam Johnson, guys who play their role. Josh Hart, the ultimate, you know, role guy. And then you got guys like, you know, Walker Kessler, who's just a beast defensively. I do worry about their height. But then again, I remember they have two of the league's top shot blockers and Kessler and Jackson. And then Paolo is 6'10 and Josh Hart rebounds like he's like seven foot. And Brandon Ingram is damn near seven feet as well. They also have Portis in there. They they got size. So I do think that it's, it's going to be a really good team. It's fun. I think a lot of people are just stuck on the past in the sense of, you know, the guys that we grew up with in the 2010s you know, are just aren't playing FIBA basketball. And that's okay. They're probably saving it for the Olympics, but it's fine. You know, I I feel like these guys need to start somewhere and I'm glad that they're bringing this group together. I definitely will be tuning in mainly because there's no NBA basketball. This will be the only basketball being played. So I will be tuning in. And yeah, I think it's going to be really fun. I think guys like Edwards and Ingram are really going to stand out. Macau's really going to stand out. Banchero, when I'm reading the list off, I just feel like who's going to be their scoring option? They have multiple guys that can do it. Ingram, Edwards, Bridges, Brunson, Bancaro, Jared Jackson Jr. can even be somewhat of a scorer. Austin Reeves really, really showed out in his playoff debut. He averaged really, really good points. That's why he got that extension from the Lakers and Laker fans are, you know, hyping him up because, you know, he really is a really good player. Now, do I think the rest of the world is going to have something to say? Definitely. I think Canada has a really, really good squad. Shea, Murray, RJ, Lou Dort. That's going to be a really tough squad. France, really, really good. Gobert, he's been surprisingly shooting the three ball over there in his games in France. And then you got Luca in Slovenia. You know, he's always going to be someone that, you know, carries his team and they're going to be better than what, you know, people think. So he's going to, you know, raise their ceiling. But yeah, I think the world has a bunch of tough competition. I'm really excited. And yeah, that's kind of all NBA news I really have for now. The games are going to be starting in about, you know, they're about to have their preseason games in August. The team should be in Vegas already for this week, maybe next week. Um, but yeah, it's going to be super, super excited. I'm really excited for the rest of these episodes. Thank you guys so much, though, for listening to another season preview episode based on the Chicago Bulls. Thank you guys once again so much. Remember to follow us on socials. Follow us on Twitter at capital TF first pick pod. If you can't find the Twitter, follow us on Instagram. It's at the underscore first pick pod. So what you'll do is you'll follow the Instagram, hit the link in the bio, Twitter and TikTok now will be up there. So give us a follow on all those platforms. Share it with a friend. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Audio podcast only, video format maybe could be coming soon. That could be in the works. But yeah, thank you guys so much. I really do appreciate it. Peace.